the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and how you do that is, is simply putting away money in your qualified plan, your 401k, your 403b, 457, put away a minimum minimum of 10% plus the company match, it gets you up to 13%. That, that's the number that all the research has said that, 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 that's going to get you where you need to be for retirement. Now, look, a lot of people, they're not doing that. Uh, the uh, Some uh, you know, numbers I'm looking at, less than half the people, uh, they did a survey of 1,000 workers recently, less than uh, half of the people had, had saved uh, $100,000, not even close to what it, it needed to support a median income of $40,000 for retirement. One in six said they saved nothing. A, a third uh, are currently a, th- a third are currently making no contributions. I'll say a third are making no contributions, which is just incredible. Look, I, I understand, you know, times are tough. Uh, we have inflation and stuff, but look. If, if you're not, at least do 5%. Just put it away in the plan and just say, I'm just going to tighten our belt and see. Because it, it, it's money you don't see, and then, and then you you know, you know can get by elsewhere. But you, you've got to start saving up for retirement because your people are not going to have – people, even the medium age uh, uh, respondents still working with the medium age of 60 have a savings of just $112,000. Now, look. There's a couple ways. Let's just say if you're if you're that person, if 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 that's the case, then ramp it up to fifteen, maybe twenty percent. Just say, look, we're going to cut back everything. I'm going to see how tightly I can live, and I'm going to put away twenty percent of my income each year. I'm going to work till I'm sixty-five, sixty-six, maybe seven more years, sixty-seven. That, that you're going to put away, you're going to build up some money. If you're in your 50s, now's when the time you start really socking away for the, you know, the home stretch in retirement. You really start coming up with a plan, do something, and get there for retirement. But you have to have to do something. Don't let. Look, I, I'm always amazed. People come into our office, and, and they have a million, two million dollars. 
They're not the, the vice president. They're not the executive vice president or the CEO of the company. You know, as, as I talked about uh, on my show last week, if you're the CEO of the company, you need to save a dime. You're going to get rich. I mean, it, it's – but – but most people aren't going to get there. Even if you think you're going to get there, you might not get there. So life, well, you know, life changes its heads, its ups and downs. So if, if if you can have one constant in your life, it's just put away that ten percent. And, and, and you're in your fifties, you're behind, and a lot of people are behind. Ramp up the savings now. Even if you think you can, if you can't do anything, can't I can't do it? Put an extra two percent in. You won't even know it. Two percent, and, and you have to start somewhere. So you go to your HR person. And, and, and start to build up, up your – take charge of your retirement. Take charge of your life. This is one of the simpler ways, the more foolproof ways to do it. And look, we've had a bad – this has been a tough stretch in the stock market the first six months there, particularly if you didn't know what you're doing and an awful lot of people didn't know what they were doing. Uh, it, 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 don't let these things – don't go, oh, my gosh, I own case down. I, this is it. I am done. I'm never putting money in again. No, don't do that. Don't let anybody shake you away from your savings program. You know, that's, keep going with it. Keep going and, and kind of ride these things out. Now, but pretty clearly, a lot of people didn't know what they were doing. It, it, and look, I, I understand a lot of people just putting money in 401K plans. It, it's a tough time in here. But uh, – it, it was, uh, I, I think, really, uh, there's a lot of professionals that, that didn't really know what they were doing. I mean, it, it, it's pretty remarkable to me uh, when, when I look at the, at, at, at the number of accounts we've seen with, with long-term bond funds in the accounts and in their, their uh, you know, in their down big. I mean, this was a tough market. There's no doubt about it. This is one of the toughest markets we've seen. And not our lifetimes, but our grandfather's lifetimes. I mean, it, it goes back that far. Uh, it, it, now, you say, well, Ted, it wasn't depression. It, the stocks didn't fall, but what's unique about this market is is that the stocks fell, the bonds fell, everything fell, unless you, unless you were, quite frankly, listening to the Max Out Savings Show and, and, and followed some of our advice. But, but everything pretty much across the board fell. I mean, it, 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 it was actually – very remarkable on the the, the, the breadth of, of the decline. Uh, uh, looking at, at some of these numbers here, uh, I, you know, it was it was basically the. Uh, let me just pull up this so I can see it. It was the you know REITs are down twenty percent. The S and P five hundred nineteen point nine. The MS uh, uh, MSCI EFA down nineteen point eight. Emerging markets down seventeen point nine. Uh, here's the interesting thing. Okay, that's, look, that's that's not unusual. Like Ted, that's not that's not you know the, one of the worst we've ever seen. But this is what's unusual about this move: high yield down 16.3 percent, uh, global investment grade down 15.7, U.S. Treasuries down 9.8 percent. I mean, that's what makes this thing so unique. I mean, this thing was what if you look at it on a uh, on a. Uh, a six-month a, 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 a six-month basket, six-month rolling basket of of S and P 500, emerging markets, EFA, uh, foreign stocks, uh, bonds, high yield bonds. This is the worst uh, the, the worst we've seen in that thing since uh, in, in probably 
there's been only four times worse, 1932, which is the depression, the height of the depression, 1962 and 1970. Uh, the bond market was the problem. It, this has been a, a catastrophic decline in the bond markets across the board. Now, they're not down 40%, but, but it, it's the worst bond. Depending on the numbers, I've some of since 1920. I've seen some numbers saying go back to 19 to the Civil War. That's a pretty big deal. And so what happened here? You know, why? like Ted, look, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we got some inflation. But we, you know, we had worse inflation in the 1970s. Although, you know, I've seen some work that said this is just as bad as the 1970s, and, and you know, we've had other times. But clearly, in the 70s, it should have been a lot worse. What, what happened? Well, it's the bond market. So, a big part of your of your return is 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 the dividend. It's it, 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 the interest. It's the interest payment. It, it, and so. We have to remember, and we started the year at one and a half percent on the ten-year treasury. Now, the average on the ten-year treasury—that's just going off the top of my head. The average over you know hundred years or so has been like three and a half percent. So we're already down two percent. And during the the, the the peak inflation years, you, you saw the bonds in some cases up near ten percent. So even with six or eight percent on bonds, uh, you know you're picking up six. Yeah, so, so six months in, you're picking up maybe three to four percent on bonds, and if you're in corporates, maybe five to six percent. You know, maybe five, four or five percent on bonds. So it, it, you're, you're getting some money coming in. The, the, the Fed took rates so low that that uh, it was that, that there was it, there was nowhere to go down. You had no way to make any money in bonds. I mean, I look at the Fed. I you know, I was I actually had dinner outside. On the patio at Blue Dorn last night, right next to the Federal Reserve Building off of Allen Parkway, and it was like the place is like the Taj Mahal. You know, they're flying the the, the gay pride flag there. I'm like, you guys, you know, rather than concentrating on that, maybe you should have been looking at past history in the financial markets. Maybe you should have studied actual inflation numbers, and you would have seen that that inflations at, in, after shortages or disruptions tend to last two and a half to three years. And there's numerous times in history. So if you maybe would have concentrated on that instead of social justice issues, you might have gotten it right, but they didn't. We for this, And I remember thinking, I'm eating dinner, I'm thinking, you know, I've been one of the biggest critics of the Federal Reserve in this town for the last 15 years on the radio. And sure enough, they managed to screw it all up in the end. And, and, and so here we are. So they took rates down too low. So, so looking at a basket... Uh, it, it, I mean, it's been it's been a pretty bad year. I mean, some of the numbers, uh, uh, the uh, the real. I had some numbers here on real terms. The, the bond market was the worst since 1872. Now you're like Ted. What are you, what are you talking about? Okay, real real returns are inflation adjusted numbers. So not only at the beginning of the year was inflation at the time of a six percent, but we were still getting one and a half. So you were still down four and a half percent there, and so on the so in inflation adjusted returns, this has been a disaster across the board on almost every single asset class. And the thing that shocked me the most is how many advisors in this town had no clue that you didn't own long-term bonds 
in inflation. We had a couple of, I don't know, I think we had some minor amount. I mean, but it was just astonishing how many long-term bonds, intermediate-term bonds, it was like, it, it was in big percentages. It, and it's like, wait a minute, did you not read any textbook on in inflationary times you don't own long-term bonds, they go down? And, it, and it's not like, we go, went into the new with the new. Who knew inflation was going up? It was at one or two. No, no, it was at like four or five percent. You know, four or six percent going into the year. And these people had no clue as to what they were doing. They 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 basically took so many people's uh, you know uh, retirement plans right off a cliff. It it and again, you've got to pay attention to the world. You have to understand the world is changing, which it is. And and. And make the right moves. I mean, look, there are some. But this was this was the best year for commodities since 1946. We've been talking about commodities. It, it, it's just look, you're never going to get a cycle completely right. Nobody does that. But 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 when inflation starts going up, and you, you should start adjusting portfolios or doing something uh, to the portfolios. It, now, in fairness, some of them. I mean, there, there was a there was a camp that thought we were going into deflation out there, and, and pretty smart people. I know some, know a, a number of them, but 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 if you looked at the at the what they didn't understand, and this is something we talked about on the show. Is look, the world is changing. We're going into a bifurcated world, even a world even before the China, but before the Russia Ukraine war that really split split the global economy in half. It was we were moving factories back to the United States. We were pulling them out of China. Well, that was going to get more expensive. That means the deflation we've had, when no one could figure out why we had, why we can't get inflation above two percent. Well, a couple things. When you chain down inflation, you do everything you can to, to, to adjust the numbers. If the car is, if the car has a bigger engine or or it, it has uh, self-driving or if it has a, a bigger computer in it, even. Uh, then the price of the car actually went down, even though it went up some. And, and, and for, uh, so all these things the Fed did, but then the factories, they were moving the factories out of the United States, which was lowering the cost of them. Well, those factories have to come back. We were engaged in just-in-time uh, production, which means you just roll the, you know, the, the box car up with the transmissions to, to the car factory the night before you're, you're going to produce the cars. Well, that's all blown up. We can't get the chip. General Motors, they take us, they've got 92,000 cars sitting on the lot that they can't deliver because they, they're missing a, a module that contains some computer chips. But they're assuring us they're going to get it out next, next, next quarter or two. So what we're dealing with is the cost. What, we, we've had 25 years of disinflation due to supply chain, uh, to, to maxing out, to super efficient supply chain, uh, sending our factories overseas, uh, Every declining interest rates. Interest is, is, is a cost as well. All of that is reversing. And that's what people didn't understand. I'm going to talk some more about that right, right here on the back. at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. So, so we, we've got this inflation come up. And, you know, I just back in October uh, of last year, we had the inflation rate. It, it hit uh, what did it hit? It hit nine point six percent on an annualized basis. On an annualized basis in November, it was six percent. So, so these these inflation numbers were there. People just didn't pick up on them. They they they, they didn't see the, these these big trends taking place. Could we have these deflation some in the future? Yeah, but the problem is the cost of going up. And, and if we talk about it on the show, that means you got to have like eight percent of inflation for a year, every month to go back down to where we were, which we all know is not going to happen. So they'll be calling about deflation or something pretty soon. But remember, you're still having to pay the higher prices, and this is this is the problem. Now, look, looking out at this market, as we said, one of the unique things this has been. There's been only a couple things that have worked in this market, and, and we've written about them and talked about them in the Max Savings Show. If you, if you look at it, cash. Cash outperformed uh, the markets, uh, did quite well. Uh, cash came in at 0.02%. Uh, that, that, you know, they're going to start paying more on money funds now with, with, the, with the Fed starting to raise rates. But uh, 0.2%, that's a huge win. Again, the basket, the basket of... Okay, the basket of, 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 of stocks and bonds is down 10.35. 
Commodities. Commodities were up. Commodities had the best return up 40, 46%. Okay, great. And just uh, hold on a second here. And, and gold, gold was only off 0.9. Those are the big winners. So if you're in the right thing, you, you could do well, maybe even make some money in this market. And that was the key, being in the right thing. So let's take a quick phone call. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, yes, good morning, Ted. I have a question uh, regarding Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. Uh, I've noticed there are a couple of funds that invest in these things, but they are not doing well at all. When do these things do well? Is, is the train left the station with these things, or what? You know, that's a, that's a good thing. They, they really haven't performed well uh, at all. We actually had some of these for our clients. It's probably one of our worst performing assets of the year. But uh, the they've done better than most. It, 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 they, they rallied big. They, they rallied big uh, actually from from March of 2020 all the way up into into the beginning of the year when the inflation started creeping up to them. I think these things are are they've had a pretty pretty good slide. If you just look at the tips, it's gone from 121 down to 115. They've had a pretty good correction. Uh, I think sometime in the in the latter half of the year they're still acting better. But they've not right. really done – you've not got the inflation protection, you thought. Well, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is is if these things start to if, – if if in the subsequent months ahead as the rates are increased, inflation starts to starts to decrease on a, on a small basis uh, to where basically the trend starts to show that inflation is starting to be reduced. What would be the what would be the expectation for these funds? You you would think they would drop even more. I mean, they, they suppose well, you know, for inflation. You know, I, I, I tell you what, looking at these things, they really move up on inflation expectations ahead of time. They they really, I mean, they they started going up in nineteen. The people, you know, forget that. The inflation started in 19. It was already starting up. And then we got the pandemic. Because we were, I remember at the time we were talking, this inflation is starting up. It's kicking in. These things are reversing. And, and then the, the, the pandemic hit. And so they traded up from about 97 up, up to here on the inflation expectations. So they've done a good job. But since once inflation got way up here and then people started they, – they, they weren't yielding very much because they've been bid up, up so high. And I, I, I think they're just renormalizing the bid on these things is what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, so they really trade on expectations ahead of time. Yeah, so basically you – I mean the train has left the station. The, this would not be something that you would want to be getting into now with the – with the thinking that you know the only place for inflation to go now is going to have to be down if the if the Fed continues to raise the rates, correct? Uh, well, yeah, in, 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 in theory, yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think there, I think there's going to be another movement. It, it, interesting, if you look at the if you look at the tips, tips continue to go up in 21 all the way to the year end. Whereas if you look at the IEI, which is just a, a, a the Treasuries, the Treasuries quit going up and started going down in 21. So they held their own pretty well. To give you an example, the IEI has gone from 132. It's been as low as 115. So uh, it's uh, the, the, the drops have been bigger, and they've done a pretty good job. And if you've held them to the cycle, they've actually performed better than the rest of them. But, but right now, 
probably, we haven't been adding to our tips position for newer clients over the last probably nine months to a year. Yeah. So, well, it sounds to me like if you're in them, you need to get out of it. And if you're not in it, don't bother getting in it. I think for now, you know, I think you could even hold on to them. Uh, if, if they sell off a little more, you might get another opportunity because I don't think the inflation is, is, is completely dead. I, again, if, if you believe in the, the bifurcation of the, of the global economy, which clearly is where we're headed, look, I mean, we're, they're going to be passing that, that. We're already building semiconductor chip plants in Phoenix, Austin, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in Taylor, in, in up up in, in uh, Ohio, they're going to be adding more. They're adding one in Sherman here the other day, a, 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 a chip, uh, not a wafer fabrication shop. And I, I was stunned to realize that if that if we get cut off from Taiwan, we, we only have like three months of, of silicone wafers to make the chip. I just can't even. I mean, I don't know what the United States government has done for the last ten years, but it's just remarkable, you know, uh, a level of just absolute incompetence uh, on the level of you've got to go back to Rome or, you know, the, uh, the 17th century France to see this level of incompetence. And, uh, hopefully it's going to change pretty quickly or else. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your input. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the tips have done very well uh, anticipating the inflation all the way, but then once it started, people thinking it's peaking, they're selling them off to some extent. Good, good question. Uh, and uh, the, the the bond market, the uh, I mean, it's really it, it's really been across the board. Interesting, one of the best asset classes has been the U.S. dollar. Yeah, and, and what it appears to be, it seems to be a run for liquidity and safety. Uh, you know, as bad as we are, I mean, the Europeans are a complete basket pay case. They, they're paying probably three, two to three times for natural gas, and, and their electricity prices are skyrocketing. They, you know, they have shortages of everything over there. Uh, they're in real trouble. They could get cut off by the Russians. And then the latest, have you heard the latest in the story on the uh, the LNG plant in down in Corpus Christi? The government wants a complete investigation, and they said they're not going to reopen it until they, you know, until they figure out exactly what happened and. And 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 so that you know that's slowing down. So 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 the Europeans are in danger of, of gas of their natural gas from China, from Russia being shut down. We've got to use this LNG plant in Surfside uh, and Freeport to, to try. I think it's Freeport to, to 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 get them more gas. Although when the when the plant did uh, shut down because of a, a pipeline explosion, gas prices in this country dropped. Natural gas dropped about twenty percent. So it's been a positive for us. But again, it shows you the level of just complete incompetence. The government, look, when you have a situation like that in a, in a basically in a wartime situation, you do what you can to get that plan open, and you tell the regulators, look, you get down there, you get the thing done, and you get it done quickly instead, you know, dragging it out, which is going to put the Europeans even to worse shape, and they're more likely to break and, 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 and cut a deal with Russia, which quite frankly would be a good thing for the American people. But but it just shows you just the absolute level of incompetence, utter disarray the Biden administration is. Uh, the, the, we've seen some of the worst numbers in years on, on consumer expectations, consumer confidence, the Michigan uh, consumer confidence, which is horrible recently. 
Look, we've done a lot of work on this. We're trying to figure it out. The job market is pretty good out there right now. People can't find workers. Most companies are short workers. Maybe some of the tech companies have too many, but most other companies don't have enough workers. So if things slow down some, they're not going to be firing workers all over the place because they're probably short a number of workers already, and they're running their people over time. And, 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 and so it's going to be a slower process. So... So what we're going to see happen is, is the I, I don't think you're going to see the, the, the huge drop-off that, that people think. Commodity prices have dropped quite a bit. Uh, we just got the, got the Atlanta GDP number now. That's, they're projecting the second quarter GDP is down. Uh, it's going to be down 2.1%. This is one we just got in. Yeah, that's right. The GDP is going to correct 2.1%. Now, the Atlanta GDP number has been one of the most accurate numbers out there. But it's interesting, about two weeks ago, it was saying that the GDP was going to be positive. All of a sudden, it's fallen off a cliff. What happened? Well, if you look at commodity prices, they've fallen off a cliff here in the last two weeks. So I think that's giving us a false number. We think the economy is slowing down. We, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg you know, says, thinks this is the worst slowdown he's ever seen. I'm like, it, 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 look. What I it, that was like Jamie Dimon hurricane you know this is a hurricane it might just be a minor hurricane or it could be a it's like look this is our outlook for the market we think the economy is slowing we could go into recession but it's going to be mild because there's just such a demand to get these factories back to the U S uh, we're waiting they're, they're going to, the government's going to be passing that semiconductor chip bill here uh, not chip but uh, they're, they're going to subsidize some of the, the to get uh, to build semiconductor plants in the United States. This is why this one going up in Sherman, the ones in, uh, up in, uh, in, in around uh, Cincinnati or up in Ohio, uh, we're moving all this stuff back. So, so these things are all coming about. They're all happening. But, but, but this is, we passed a trillion dollar infrastructure bill. That money is going to start being spent. So these things are starting to come up. So there's somewhat of a floor in the economy. Now look, if, if the global financial system destabilizes, then we're going to be in a disastrous recession. Uh, it, now, that is possible. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve and, 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 and these central banks have, have, have just done everything they can to mess things up. They don't know what they're doing. You've got the global economic forum engaged in a great reset. So if they push oil prices to the moon, they think it's a positive. So that way everyone's going to buy electric cars in the next three years, even though if everyone converts to electric cars in five years, the, the, the electricity grid will collapse and we won't be able to – I mean, it, it's just, again, the level of incompetence in government today and among these NGOs, the Global Economic Forum, is just, just truly breathtaking. I mean, un, unlike any time you've seen since – you've got to go back to ancient Rome and the fall of Rome or, or the, you know, the, before the French Revolution where you just had – just you know, oblivious people let them eat cake. I mean, it, I mean, it sounded like Joe Biden sounded like Marie Antoinette up there. You know, uh, but but so if that happens, and what we're watching, I tell you what we're watching on some of this stuff, we're watching the dollar, we're watching gold, we're watching what what's happening with some of these euro dollar deposits. It, it, those are going to give you some of the some of the clues of, of what's going on, what's going to happen, and, and so. But we're not there yet. We're not seeing it yet because they seem to be kind of controlling that. Look, I think I think there was a deliberate program to kind of 
crash the commodity market because if you can knock the commodity market, you get, you got to, you can get down inflation. But look, all these leaders know they have to do something about inflation. I saw a quote this week that that the comment was I think it was the well. I forgot the. It was basically they said, look, several government. Macron is basically a, a lame duck in, in France. Uh, the Israeli uh, government is is in trouble over there. Some go- governments in Eastern Europe in trouble. They felt like almost within two or three years, almost every developed uh, government in the world was going to turn over due to inflation. But th- there's nothing. Nothing brings down governments. Nothing brings on revolution like inflation. I mean, there's just, you know, I, I can't repeat that enough. That's what really upsets people because the average person pays no attention to anything, but when they suddenly can't afford to eat, when they can't afford to pay their bills, it becomes a real serious problem and you've got their attention. And that's where we're at right now. So this is why they're, they, they push down the commodity markets. Now, here's the question. I'm looking at the price of, 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 of corn and, and, and uh, wheat. Wheat's down 9.6 percent here uh, uh, this week. Uh, corn down 9.8. Look, uh, here, here's what I'm looking at: wheat right now. Now, the wheat, depending on the numbers, wheat. Let me pull it up on the computer. Oh, okay. If you look at the number, it's about 15% of the global wheat production has come out of has come out of uh, Russia and the Ukraine. On top of that, a good portion, the largest fertilizer exporter in the world of nitrogen, which is a fertilizer, is 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 Russia. They also Russia, Ukraine, Belarus produce huge amounts of potash and different types of fertilizers. So. I've seen some numbers that 13% of the global protein has been pulled off the market because of the Russia war, uh, and, and, and they're, they're not going to be able to get it back. So if, if, if I look at wheat prices, wheat has come down quite a bit, uh, and, and it's dropped. Uh, this week, it's down about another 2 or 3%. Well, let me pull up the number here. Uh, we, well, actually, it's down 9.6% this week again, another bad week. But here's the interesting thing, is wheat's going back down to just about where it was before the Russia war started. Well, how does this make any sense? About 15% of the world's wheat comes from over there. 15, 8, uh, it's a big number, and, and it's down. I, I think what they've done is they've flushed out all the speculators in the commodity market, and that's caused the price drop. I, I think it's going to stabilize here and probably go up. Same with some of these other other metals and things. I, I think they're trying to push out the speculation in the commodity market to bring down the inflation. So I, I don't think I, I don't think this is the end of the, of the commodities or anything, particularly oil. Oil's going to hold up pretty well in here. So wait, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And, and what do you do? Again, what do we do? We've got horrific numbers, some of the worst numbers in 100 years in the bond market, some of the worst numbers since 1940 in the last six months just happened this, this week, the, the first six months of the year, completely disastrous. So what do you do now? We're going to try to talk about that after this quick break right here. Like it's devastating how If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. 
Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. We're just talking about the commodities, big drop in commodities week, uh, last couple weeks. Uh, I think this is a shakeout, uh, a speculative shakeout. I actually just saw a thing came across my thing. Russia now is, is, is saying that they want to be paid in rubles for grain. It, 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 you know, Russia is the world's largest wheat exporter. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, look, we have been a massive critic of these sanctions. I mean, when they first came out, I, I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy has opened up. Pan, Joe Biden has opened up Pandora's box. And the ramifications of this we're going to see for for years. Uh, you know, he he he. he he canceled their their foreign exchange reserves and took them away, so it, it, which means no no other country is going to be real reticent to put a lot of money at the U.S. central bank because if they could take it, you know, then it's not that safe. And so it's you know, and then he 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 he, he, he didn't want Russian oil, Russian grains, or anything else. And they're like, wait, Russia's the, I think the number three oil importer or exporter in the world. It's like, what are you doing? We're already short of, of oil globally because you're. You know, your foolish and reckless energy policy of, of, of forcing all the oil companies out of business, and now you do this, and, and he did it anyway. And, and it's, it's really extraordinary. And, and, and some of the, one of the things a lot of countries are doing is they're now stockpiling commodities because 
it's like, look, if I've got, you know, twenty billion dollars or thirty billion dollars worth of foreign exchange reserves, I got to buy yen, euro, dollars, Chinese yuan, or maybe I should just buy some commodities with it because, at worst case, I can feed my people if there's ever trouble. And and, and, and so, or or oil. Same thing with oil. I mean, Joe Biden is is, is emptying out our strategic petroleum reserves in an oil short world in in front of a possible war with China. I mean. Honestly, it's like the Chinese must be going. No, we really don't need to spend that much on our military. You know, the generals going. We need to. We need to upgrade. We need more aircraft. No, we really don't need anything. When a fool is running the other country, all you do is you sit back and watch it collapse. And I think. I mean, it's okay. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh oh. I'm here. Get the right line. There we go. Okay. Well, if you got any questions, this is the last segment of the show. Uh, okay. Well, we'll try again. If you give us a call, 713-627-0400. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's our office. 713-339-1070. It's 713-339-1070. So, look, there are opportunities. Uh, the, the, uh, we, we looked at picking up some uh, short-term treasuries. Uh, the, the, the other uh, 2.7, 2.87% uh, on one-year treasuries. You know, go, go ask what they're going to it's a better deal just to buy treasuries. And look, most people don't understand. You can buy one, two-year, or ten-year treasuries. You can go buy them from your brokerage firm. You don't. If, if, it, if it's an I bond, which is a specific type of bond, you got to go to the treasury to get it. But for, for regular treasury notes and treasury bills, you can buy them from your brokerage firm. And, and, and it, it, it's probably got the cheapest. It's the cheapest way to get interest. You know, there, there's not a lot of cost to you when you do it. So yeah, I think we have a call. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Do we have a call? Guess not. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Yeah, morning. Is this Ted? Yes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, morning. Yeah, I heard you talking about uh, a couple of different things. Uh, the uh, the idea that oil prices are really sapping America, um, I'm just wondering, are you familiar with the new I-bonds that are being issued by the federal government? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's my understanding that, uh, you know, if you live in a certain town or a certain county or whatever, uh, that money for these treasury notes uh, are not good. The money is not going to be sucked to Washington, D.C. It's supposed to be invested locally, right? Hello. Okay. Can you yeah. hear me? Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's – I'm not sure about that. But, look, we like the I-bonds. They, 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 the interest is very good. It's been seven over eight percent here. You, you, you can only buy those at the treasury. You have to go to you know go to the, the treasury.gov and you can only buy ten thousand dollars worth. Period. It, it, but it is an opportunity. It's a good place to invest. But I don't know the answer to that question. Well, the reason I ask is it's in many of the areas of the country that uh, you know can't afford you know seven dollar a gallon gas. Five dollar gallon gas—it's just crazy. If that money for an I bond was invested in the local bus systems, that would create local jobs, 
uh, people would still be able to get to work, get their shopping done, do errands, and the bus system would be owned locally, and uh, and so that money would stay in town. So I, I've been wondering whether or not those I-bonds could be used in a sort of a rapid response sort of way uh, to quickly uh, in, uh, upgrade the bus systems that they run, you know, really well in the rush hour, morning and afternoon rush hour. Uh, on the weekends, you know, people could get their shopping done, uh, you know, things like that. And so uh, then that money wouldn't be sucked over to Saudi Arabia or Russia. And uh, and the idea that the it's always been an issue about whether or not local investment uh, is is a major part of things like those treasury notes. Uh, I, I think that's a, no, no, that's a good idea. That, that's more akin to the war bonds uh, during World War II. And I think you could do that. You could have Texas war bonds and Louisiana war bonds, and yeah, with the money going to that type of thing. I, no, I, I think there's something for that, and, and that's a, that's a good thing. I would you know talk to your representative on that and and see. Uh, although, but it's 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 not a bad idea overall. Yeah, well, it, it, that's the the other angle that I wanted to ask you about. I, I heard you kind of disparaging the way that uh, Biden was going against Russia, and um, you know, if I understand right, America was founded on the principle of the social contract that we didn't need a stinking king who took all the tax money and sucked it back to to London and had a party with it, and he never invested in the local communities. He never invested in Pennsylvania or the other uh, of the 13 colonies. He just sucked the money back to London and had a party with it. Now, in Russia, they don't even have a social contract. The social contract says that we, the people, can decide our own leaders. In Russia, they just got these super rich guys who don't even pretend that anybody, you know, that God put them in charge or like the old kings did. They don't pretend that the people put them in charge. They just are super rich guys, and people obey them because that's the way they were born. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm just so going to uh, no, go ahead. I, I, I understand your point, and, uh, uh, and thanks for the call. But, no, that, that's a good point because, look. This is what makes the United States so special. We have a federal system. It, the money goes out to the states, and the states in many ways get to spend it sort of the way that they want. It, but no one else has the United States of America at all. I mean, it, this is a special place, and I, and I just feel we're in danger of losing. I'm not, I'm not a big – okay, great. I'll, I'll put him on right now. Uh, and, and so my – is I don't think Putin's a good. I don't like Putin. I think the, uh, he's a bad guy. But I don't think we should all be paying massive oil prices and, and have food shortages because I think you solve the problem and you move on. And, but that's just me. But uh, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, hello. 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 Yeah. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, yeah. Um, what I've been noticing in the last two weeks. The interest rates on the 10-year and the five-year have have started going down from above uh, two now under two, and uh, commodities prices have been going down. I'm trying to understand why that's happening. Okay, that's a good question, and I tell you what, that that trend really accelerated the last three days. It, it, it's uh, what what it is is they're thinking that the inflation is peaking. 
and, and commodity prices have come down over the last couple of weeks, and a lot of corporate executives are saying things are slowing down out there. And so the thinking is inflation's going away, and the Fed isn't going to tighten as much. And, and, and so, so you're seeing the drop in, in the rates. I, I, interesting enough, this, this is a good call. Uh, the ten-year right now is is, is two point eight, uh, about two point nine, effectively, and it it was went as high as three point four, almost three point five, about three weeks, two weeks ago, and, and so what we're seeing is rates are starting to fall. It, it kind of gained a little speed the last week. Now the two-year bond is at about two point eight four right now. So we have what's known as a flat yield curve. So you can get 2.84. Uh, we picked up, we got 2.87 the other day for one-year treasuries or down some for that. But, but, but interest rates are falling. We have what's known as a flat yield curve because further out the rates are starting to fall because people think inflation is going to go down and the economy is going to fall. Look, I think inflation is going down maybe to 4 or 5%, but the question is, is it going to go down to 2 And I'm just not convinced of that. Yeah, the Fed has pretty much promised to raise rates three or more, three or four more times this year. Do they do you doubt that? I think they're going to do another seventy-five or fifty basis points in the next meeting, and then after that, I think everything is is, is up in the air. We'll have to see how things go, but but but. You know, because right now the Fed funds is about one and a half percent, one point one, I think one point one point seven percent, and so I think they're going to try to take it up into the twos, and you could even see a, a an inverted yield curve where the, where the, where the short term Fed funds is, is ahead of, of of the of the ten year, but I don't think that they're they're going to go up. The, the, the talk is they're going to go to three and a half percent sometime uh, late this year, but actually first part of next year. I'm not seeing that. I don't think that's going to happen unless the inflation starts accelerating again. Yeah. Why is it significant if the short-term rate exceeds the longer-term rates? I don't quite understand that. What, it, 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 two things. In theory, it's going to slow the economy down. And what that's telling you is, is, is the big money is thinking that rates are, are inflation's going down, so they're buying the longer-term bonds to lock in the rates. And, and so, so, so they start anticipating a drop, which is they're starting to do right now. And we'll just have to see how the inflation numbers come in. And so I think one of the more interesting parts of the curve, which means, you know, what for treasuries, it's one, two, three years in there is pretty interesting because you can get that close, you know, uh, close to 3% on, on treasuries, or you can get, you know, the, you know, close to 4, 4, 5%, you know, closer to 4 on, on bonds. You know, on good quality bonds, and that those are some opportunities with with not a lot of risk, two or three years. Even if inflation takes off, a shorter bond, you know, you can kind of readjust after two years and see where you are. Do you think oil ever go will go down under a hundred within the, in the next couple of years? I think it will, but I think it's going to have a harder time going below eighty. Because they just keep in mind, we've had three years of underinvestment in oil, and, and they really these companies, these oil companies, all roll back. And let's say, hey, we're going to let's increase drilling. Get me ten rigs. You pick up the phone, say, look, Bob, I'd like ten rigs. They go, look, we can, we can, I can give you one rig in three months. And then you get your ten. Let's say he can give you ten rigs, and, you, and then you call up your people. Go, look, we need staff. They go, look, there's no way we can staff ten rigs. We can't get the people. So it's a slowdown. I, mean, I, I know people, you know, uh, friends of mine worked at Exxon. They were on a huge project in Africa. They just shut the thing down. Big, gigantic natural gas, shut it down. Yeah, you, know, they, you know, it was it was a couple of weeks out.
What's that? Repeat that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so thank any you, more sir. calls? Well, thank you for the call. Any more calls or question, questions? Okay. I think my, we're having a little problem with the headset here today. But So anyway, that that's our thinking. Look, rates are going down. I'm not looking for grain prices to really fall from here. I don't think deflation is completely dead. It's slowing down. I think what we've seen is a commodity, is, is, is a liquidation of commodity speculators, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, what we're going for, we need to see, look, how are earnings going to come in? Are we going to get a bunch of earnings warnings come out? That's what you want to see. And what you want to be is, is companies are going to have solid earnings that can grow through this, that have good dividends, that have a, a solid balance sheet. That's going to be the key. When it comes to fixed income, I would the rates still aren't super high, so I would still say you know short to medium, really shorter term on the bonds for now till you see where things go. Again, one of the values I think in the market right now is you can get on a one, is you go you can get more on a treasury than you can in a CD right now. You got more liquidity in the treasury market on one or a two year treasury versus a one or two year CD. And remember, you can buy treasuries from your from your broker or your money manager can get them for you. So, so there are opportunities. If you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. It's completely free. We're going to send it out this next week. It's maxoutsavings.com. We write a lot about these issues. So if you need help with your retirement, I'll sit down and set up an appointment with you. Maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto, save aggressively investment service. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.